Lead Generation Strategies for B2B Tech Companies, a podcast by Brightvision. Here, you will learn how to generate great leads from the most experienced B2B sales and marketing people. Your host today, and always, is Jakob Lövenbrand, CEO at Brightvision. Let's get started. So today we're going to talk about sales marketing alignment. And not only that, we're also going to talk about HubSpot and marketing automation and uh, CRM and supporting systems to the sales and marketing tool stack and so forth. And who could be better to talk with uh, around these topics than HubSpot's own success manager, Leslie Bodum. Welcome to today's podcast, Leslie. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, great to have you on the podcast. And uh, just to say to everybody listening, uh, Bright Vision is an HubSpot agency. So we're, of course, a bit biased here. But uh, I must say HubSpot is a great platform. And uh, <laughs> looking forward to discuss all these things with you. But before we dive into today's topic, Leslie, give us a little bit of background how you, who you are and how you ended up as a uh, customer success manager at HubSpot and what's your hobbies? Okay, cool. Let me start off. So um, how did I end up at HubSpot? So I have always been working in tech. I started off at Google and used to live in Dublin. So I got to, got to know HubSpot back then already and thought it would be a great place to work. So that was something I was aiming for to get at. And that actually happened about two and a half years ago when I decided to make a move back to Berlin. Um, I joined HubSpot. I work in the, I'm a success manager in the partner team. So I work with agencies um, also to make sure that you have a great experience. So I'm happy to hear that you, you're loving HubSpot, the platform. Um, I'm sure you're in the best hands ever um, with our Rachel. So really glad to hear that too. Yeah. And yeah, a, a bit of my hobbies. Yeah, I'm a person that loves tech. So um, I try to do all things tech. I learn how to code a little bit. Um, but I'm also, I also love um, having like the lazy now, day now and then and just watch movies. Currently, we watching Home Alone again and again and again. <laughs> That's great. I love that. So uh, good to hear that you're a techie as well. So I actually had a webinar quite recently uh, where I explained the... Uh, technology option life cycles. So I suppose you will be defined as one of the technology enthusiasts, the one, the two and a half percent that are the first to adopt new technologies. Maybe that's correct then. <laughs> yes, that is correct. That is really correct. I love it. <laughs> love trying new things. Exactly. Well, you're the the first uh, pin to, to target when you're introducing a new uh, disruptive innovation. So key key element of the uh, adoption lifecycle there. So great, Leslie. Then I know who to call when we have a new new product coming in with a disruptive product. <laughs> yeah, definitely give me a call for that. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're working with clients and agencies at HubSpot, you do work with a lot of different topics, but one that is uh, on top of the agenda uh, and have been probably for a few years now, but of course, it's also in a complex issue. It's the sales and marketing alignment and uh, what makes utterly a sales and marketing uh, process successful and drives revenue and grow the company. And um, when you work with clients, what do you see, Leslie, in this area? Do you see uh, that we're progressing or what are the biggest things to think about in the sales and marketing alignment in uh, in 2020 as we are? 
Yeah, so I do work with a broad range of different agencies and um, I'd say sales and marketing alignment is really an important topic for the agencies themselves, but also for the customers the agencies work with. So um, especially as you just mentioned, 2020 has been, it's been a ride and um, it definitely has become more important to see how can we align teams and how can we get them working together. So maybe I'm thinking about how we do it at HubSpot. Um, we work a lot with the flywheel. So what's important for us is that the customer is in the middle of it all and that all the business units really work together. So sales, marketing, and even the services team to make sure that the customer is really in the middle and um, that we're trying to solve the best way for the customer. Um, I think you see it growing continuously. It's been growing in the last few years too, but this year has been a, a banner year for um, getting people more aligned, um, especially because people are now long, no longer sitting in the same place. Um, remote work has grown crazily. Um, so we really wanna see how can we get this team aligned? How can we get them to work um, together? How can we get them to communicate effectively? How can we reduce friction so the customer really has an, a great experience? Um, and especially when we're thinking about um, sales and marketing, marketing is a team that really um, interacts with the customer, with the prospect, creates content, and this content needs to be on point for the sales reps to have the right, uh, the right prospects to speak to. So we want to make sure that these teams are very, very closely knit. Mm, yeah, good to hear. Uh, yeah, it's been a special year and there's a lot of things in there, as you said, that's uh, big trends like uh, remote working, etc. So uh, the flywheel you mentioned a bit, for people who are a bit new to HubSpot, can you break down that a little bit for us, uh, since uh, that's something you at HubSpot talks a lot about? Yeah, certainly. So um, for those who haven't heard about the flywheel, just picture like a wheel of fortune. So it's something that's round and you have three parts in it. Yeah, you, you have four parts actually. You have three parts around it. And in the middle, you have the customer. And these three parts are the business units that you have. So it's the sales team, the marketing team, and the service team might be a little bit smaller depending on your business size. So maybe you're not that far, you've um, built up a services team. It might just be sales and marketing. And um, what this flywheel is supposed to really symbolize is how we communicate between each organization and each organization unit, because the more friction we have, so the more get, that gets lost in translation between sales and marketing or um, between sales and services, the more, um, the more frustrating it becomes for the customer. We really want to make sure that the customer has an ultimate experience. We want to make sure that this, this flywheel can basically spin around the customer without any friction and um, make the customer happy. So um, maybe to give you the hands an example, if we want to go back into sales and marketing, um, what we do too at HubSpot is we have regular sales and marketing um, meetings. Um, we call them marketing meetings too, um, just to give it a nice name. Mm -hmm. And in this meetings, <laughs> what's really important is that both teams use this time to really go through the numbers, um, numbers about what kind of campaigns have been driven, what kind of prospects have been generated for the sales team, but also how has the sales team worked with these customers? How fast or how slow has the sales team responded to those customers? So these are things that are really, really important. So we can see that um, so every business unit really sees the value they're bringing to the table and the value they're bringing to the table for the customer at the end of the day. Mm. Yeah, and that's that's a really interesting uh, meeting you're outlining there, uh, this marketing meeting where both sales and marketing join. And I suppose that's the focal point of the sales and marketing alignment to have those meetings and, and to bring up uh, uh, things that are relevant for both parts, which could be a bit uh, hard to do uh, since uh, there is, uh, you know, it's it's easy that the agenda gets too uh, wide and so forth. Who, who do you think should run this marketing meeting? Should marketing do it? Should sales do it? Or should they take turn or do it in combination? 
Yeah, I think this should be a joint effort. So um, we really want to understand, I, we want the sales team to understand what marketing is doing, what marketing is doing to bring in the prospects. But we also want the, sales, the marketing team to understand what kind of customer, customers are we looking for? What kind of prospects can we work with? How far along the, uh, the buyer's journey does the customer need to be so we can actually have a successful sales conversation? So it needs to be driven for both sides. We really want to look into both numbers. Um, and if there's a way to get a joint number in which you can report on, that's even better. So that's also one thing that I would say is very, very important, um, reporting, making sure we have this closed loop reporting and understand how everything we do is impacting one another. Yeah, yeah. And that's so true. And uh, I think uh, marketing meeting is, is a great name for it as well. So uh, <laughs> since, since uh, yeah, it's important. So uh, that brings us a little bit uh, into one other area. I know sales and marketing is cooperating a lot with in many companies these days, and that's account-based marketing, ABM. And ABM campaigns, which typically involves both sales, inside sales or SDRs and marketing, both physical sendouts as well as digital marketing and, and highly targeted advertising and so forth. And I know HubSpot have been working really hard to, to get the system aligned to these processes. So can you give us a little bit of insights on where is HubSpot these days around ABM and how can you support the sales and marketing alignment with, uh, with your tools and processes? Yes, definitely. So um, you just mentioned ABM it has been a feature we have been really waiting for. We've been anticipating it both in HubSpot and our customers too, because it is the ultimate way to get um, the sales marketing team to really work on one in one strand and to work work together. So maybe I can go back a step and let's see what let's just define what ABM is, so people actually know. So what account based marketing is about. So what it is, it's really a growth strategy, right? We're trying to see how marketing and sales can collaborate and create a personalized buying experience for. The, the customers they've identified. So what we used to do previously is also work a lot with lead scoring and ABM is just going to dive deeper into this. We're really going to target accounts, leverage the inbound marketing efforts we've made before and attract the right customer and then know, um, okay, now we can go into this customer. So you really want to mark target accounts with ABM and then help personalize the content for this target account and tailor the way you engage with the different stakeholders within this account itself. So it's a really, really cool feature um, and it's a great way for the teams to work together. Um, and what, what's really special about it is you can use different features or different tools we already have in HubSpot anyway to really leverage ABM. So one tool which helps with automation is workflows to make sure you can have certain things happening one after the other. Um, at the end of the day, you're trying to also facilitate the life that you have as a sales rep or as a marketeer and make sure you have the right people you're working with. So you can use a workflow and really see okay, this person, if they have these, this and this feature, I want them targeted as an, a, um, a target account, for example. And this also helps uh, um, this, the marketing team to understand, okay, these are the features we're looking for. These are the, the, the attributes which are really, really important to us as a sales team. That's great. That's, that's uh, so interesting to see. And I know, uh, as you said, a lot of uh, HubSpot users have, have been looking for this and anticipating it uh, and so forth. So uh, what do you see is the biggest benefit for companies who have implemented this process based on the HubSpot setup uh, compared to how we worked before? Um, so I think there's several benefits they have. The, the biggest benefit is um, that they can further align their sales and marketing team because um, obviously they're getting even closer to each other. 
but if we're thinking about depending on which person you're speaking to in the business, of course, the, the benefit is always a different one. So if you're thinking about the business owner, one benefit they really see is that they can maximize the business relevance around the high value account. So that means we're generating new business, we're creating ROI, and we can actually measure this ROI. That's one of the things which is, I think, the most valuable uh, benefit of ABM for a business owner, for example. And if we're thinking about the benefit we're delivering to a customer, it would be the consistent customer experience they're having. So we already had a lot of consistency with um, general inbound marketing, but this is just a step on top of inbound marketing to make sure that we can even better get it, get that inbound information to the right person. Um, and if you're thinking for a sales team, for example, what's really cool is that they're streamlining the sales cycle even more, um, which makes it easier to work and makes it um, easier for a sales rep to close the, the deal at the end of the day, right? And um, overall, seen, of course, uh, thinking about the account relationships that they get more in depth, they get more healthy. And that's also a benefit for both the customer as well as the business itself. Mm. Yeah, interesting. So uh, ABM is a big trend and of course, uh, rightly so, because it can give a lot of efficiency benefits, uh, as you said, and, and so on. But, but what other trends do you see around sales and marketing alignment and how they work with HubSpot and the processes and so forth. Mm -hmm. um, so I'd say even before ABM, the feature was released, um, the trend we really saw was that people understood the importance of reporting. So we've touched on this a few times, how important actually it is to have a closed loop reporting, but this is really the um, one of the quintessential things for a business to really understand what are both, uh, both teams doing? I mean, every team um, thinks they're, they're the most valuable, the most important team. Without marketing, we wouldn't get leads. Without sales, we wouldn't close the leads. Without services, we couldn't um, really make sure our customers are happy. So every team has their own big value. And we want to make sure that every team also can see the value of the other team. And that's where reporting really, really comes into hand um, and also helps you to define attributes. So even if we're thinking um, a step before ABM came out, we used to work a lot with lead scoring, predictive lead scoring. What you need to do here is really... Um, uh, see certain attributes, could be multiple attributes, for example, information you get about professional information or how they navigate with their website. And knowing all these points is so critical um, for each team to be able to adjust the way of working. So that's one of the, the big trends I see. Um, yeah, and another thing you see is, of course, um, that people are using more and more different apps and integrations. I, we saw that, you saw at the beginning of the pandemic, the way everything boomed, uh, thinking about how Zoom um, just exploded through the roof because people had to find a new way of communication, which wasn't necessarily new, but new for a lot of businesses. Um, I think we see a lot of those trends too, just seeing more of the digitalized, the, the workspace really going online. So truly, truly going online. Do you work as a sales, marketing, or channel manager and would like to generate great leads to your B2B tech company? Then we are here for you. By creating a qualified sales pipeline and strengthen your position in the tech industry, we help you grow. Depending on your needs, we use effective strategies like inbound marketing, telemarketing, account-based marketing, and paid media. Get more information on brightvision.com. And how does this translate to HubSpot's roadmap? What, what are your big initiatives for next year? Uh, can you give us a peak, uh, <laughs> peak view of, of your future roadmap? <laughs> or 
<laughs> I mean, what are we working towards? I mean, you can see um, the way we're setting ourselves up. We're working more and more towards the, the, the work of a platform. So if you're thinking about how our, our different hubs integrate with one another, we have the CMS hub, we have the service hub, we have the sales hub and the marketing hub and service hub. They all just work on what they all work based on one system. So you can see that the CRM is becoming more and more valuable. Think about different trends that just come out. We have the new pricing model of marketing context, which shows we want we're trying to adjust to the way the businesses work. We want to make sure that businesses have one source of truth and are able to really store all their contacts in one place and still be able to define which contact they want to target with marketing. So you can see that this is becoming more important. The CRM has always been the base of everything we're doing, but it's gaining in um, gaining in importance every day. So that's one thing you can really see. And then you can see also how um, we have, we have, for example, you as um, a solutions partner, so partners that really work um, with us day in, day out to make sure that we are servicing our customers and have this customers have the, the best customer experience. And that's also continuously growing. So making sure that our partner base is well integrated and um, knows what's happening with us and how can we really leverage the partner network to, sh um, to make sure our customers are happy at the end of the day. So really leaning on partners here. Hmm. And um, another thing you can see is also how, how we're, we are opening our platform even more so we can integrate more, more apps. So um, obviously you have different ways of integrating apps. We have uh, native apps. We have apps that can be um, integrated with APIs, for example. And that's also a very important play. How can we make sure that people are, the day-to-day -day of everybody is just facilitated. If you look into the, the way the sales hub has changed in the enterprise, it's more, it gives the sales rep more of a, a smooth transition of how the day-to-day -day business is going without them having to go into several different systems, even though they use different systems. So how can we get this all into one place together? Yeah, that's great. Interesting trends. And I would like to pick up on the, the network of integrations, uh, of third-party integrations that HubSpot have more or less built out. And it's, uh, yeah, it's it's exploded. I, I think it's, is it over 500 integration mm -hmm. now or something like that? that uh, uh, yeah. It's it's awesome. Growing daily, <laughs> growing daily, and uh, yeah, and and looking more and more like an app store for uh, Apple iPhone or something like that. <laughs> but um, <laughs> that's really, I think that's really funny with um, with the HubSpot platform getting so much information in there and uh, ability to to connect to other apps and so on. But can you give uh, the listeners uh, your top three third party integration apps that you can highly recommend? if they would like to, you know, expand the functionality in the platform. Um, yeah, I can, I can definitely try to limit it down to three. So I'd say you one can of take the top more. apps, if, you are, <laughs> if you're a sales user, <laughs> I would say definitely use a LinkedIn sales navigator, have that implemented because that's really great to be able to see everything that's happening on your different feeds. Cause you know, as a sales rep, you're using, you're using LinkedIn to reach out to people. You're using emails to reach out. So also, obviously Gmail should be integrated. You're using calendars so that should be integrated too and have one single source of truth you can go to. So I think those, my, that, those would be my top um, integrations for sales reps. If you're thinking about me, so my very favorite integration is definitely Slack, um, just because I just love it as a communication platform, but you can also have everything happening there. So for example, if I'm in my HubSpot CRM navigating, I can see if somebody tags me there and what kind of notifications are happening. If I'm however in Slack at the moment, I'm having a conversation with somebody, I can still see my HubSpot notifications pop up in there too. So that's one of, one of my, I'd say, favorite integrations. And then an integration which I think has gained in popularity, it was already very popular anyway, is definitely anything that's video related. So Zoom, again, we saw them rise incredibly 
and that would be one of the top integrations to have too. So it really depends. Are you looking for data like integrations to facilitate your day to day? Then look into something like a calendar, um, Gmail, Outlook, depending on what kind of client you're using, of course. If you're thinking about communication tools, Slack is definitely one of the uh, very good things. If you think about sales tools, definitely thinking about the sales navigator, for example, or even Salesforce, we have a native integration there too. If you have, um, so you can have a bi-directional sync happening there. So it really depends on what systems you're using. Mm, yeah, that's awesome. And uh, great tips there. And uh, this LinkedIn sales navigator integration is of course a, a really important one. That's not so old actually, I think it's, it's quite new. So. Mm -hmm. Definitely a good one there if you're using uh, Sales Navigator. And uh, yeah, that's that's awesome. And uh, talking about the licensing model, and uh, as, uh, as you said, it's now a lot cheaper to have a bigger database in HubSpot. Is that uh, because you're expanding the platform, as you said, or what do you see in the future that we should have 100,000 contacts in there? <laughs> uh, what's your take on that? Um, yeah, so it's really going into having this um, great source of truth you can work with. So that's why um, it's so important to be able to have all your data. And this was something that we um, also experienced with a lot of customers that they had frustrations because um, every customer has a different way of inter interacting with their own customer base course. So let's say if we have a customer which actually interacts with, the, uh, with their database um, via fax, because um, in Germany we do do that still, um, and they're not sending any marketing emails, it would be quite frustrating for them to have all those contacts in there just because they want to be able to see um, how the sales team is navigating with them and be paying for them. So for those kind of customers, like having marketing contacts is just valuable. They can say, hey, with these, the bulk of customers, we don't even um, have in marketing interactions so we're not going to have any marketing emails happening anyway we just want to store them here as a source of truth and they're able to do that um and then thinking of different like you have different uh, businesses which have high volume uh, customers too they want to be able to also um, decide between these customers um if they're in a different part of the buyer's journey do they really want to have them as marketable contacts or marketable contact is a contact which you are actually engaging with with marketing emails or is this a contact which is now moved along the buyer's journey is in the sales process and will not be receiving any more marketing emails and therefore no longer is a marketing contact and shouldn't be have to paid for so it's really about giving the people the the possibility to store their database in one place not have to have um, a database where they are paying for a few contacts marketing contacts for uh, which weren't marketing beforehand and having another excel sheet because that that leads to frustration and also leads to having duplicate information or wrong information we want to make sure that this information can always be up to date on um, uh, on top of everything for the customer yeah yeah thank you for the answer um i know you're a busy uh, person leslie you have a lot of clients and and uh things to take care of so a last question here if there's uh one thing you would uh recommend a b2b marketing manager to focus on or invest in or you know make sure they're not <laughs> missing out on uh, uh one thing for the next year what would that be one thing for the next year, um, I mean, the one thing we always tell also our agency partners, even when they start off, is of course to invest in a, a great website. The website is your your your, your um, business card basically for what's happening, and it should be a single source of truth too. It should be up to date all the time. So that would be one really important thing to um, focus on. And if we're thinking about alignment, definitely think about how you can bring the teams together. So think about how how you can maybe create joint goals for teams, um, which have different goals actually to make sure they come together as one and see themselves as a business and actually function together.
Mm, yeah, that's that's a great answer. And uh, thank you so much for giving us that uh, tips and uh, the insights. It, if people want to check more out of, uh, you know, find more information about HubSpot or your uh, yourself, Leslie, and uh, the content and so on you're producing, where can we send them? Um, they can always check out my LinkedIn page. There's a lot of their stuff happening there. So we also host a podcast from HubSpot. However, the one we're hosting is in German. So I'm not sure if all the, um, the listeners can <laughs> follow that. Um, but we do, I do try to reshare a lot of information that's happening there. We have, I, I do interact a lot with the HubSpot information globally. So there's a lot of English stuff happening there. Definitely go there and check it out. Or um, yeah, check out the HubSpot community. There's a lot happening there. It's a lot of inter interaction with the partners, um, such as yourself, for example but also with customers amongst each other and just giving us new ideas. And we always look in, look in there to find new impulses of how we can change the business and the product for the customer at the end of the day. Yeah, that's great. Well, thank you so much for your time. And thank you so much, uh, Leslie, for sharing so uh, generously with your insights and tips and tricks and trends coming forward here for uh, HubSpot and uh, Sales Marketing Alignment. It was awesome to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Lead Generation Strategies for B2B tech companies. Don't forget to subscribe. You will find it where podcasts live. Discover how we can help you with your lead generation activities at brightvision.com.